From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson with podcast number 53, 53 coming at you. And this episode is another anxiety story of mine. It's really about a specific day where everything started to change for me. This one day, this day where I had a huge paradigm shift. And this day, I reached a very low point in my anxiety. So let's go over the day. I want to go over the day from the very beginning, from morning, and I want to talk to you about how I felt and and what I was doing during that day. And my goal of this podcast is so that it relates to those out there who are suffering from anxiety and are confused, like I used to be when going through anxiety. That's the goal. The goal is so that this episode relates to you because going through anxiety, it can feel like you are alone and that your condition is unique only to you. And that's scary. But to know that you're not alone, that one in five people suffer from anxiety and go through this challenge is very, very I would like to say uplifting, but re- more like reassuring, right? That you can overcome this challenge. That there is no way that you can go the rest of your life feeling this way. You can, in fact, change. So I'm going to go through this day with you, this low point in my anxiety journey back when I was suffering from severe anxiety. And during this day, I decided to change. So my sympathetic nervous system, which is the stress response, was active in me 24-7. I was extremely sensitized to the world around me. And I felt like I was ill all the time. Like I had a fever. I was I had the chills, the shivers. I felt very weak internally. And I was also internal checking in on my sensations and myself and misinterpreting those sensations as being life-threatening. And while I was going through this anxiety, I kept my family at arm's length for that reassurance. I was very dependent on them. I I felt like I was 
spiraling down into the unknown. And I needed that reassurance from them that everything was going to be okay. And then going through this, this anxiety, I was avoiding seeing my girlfriend. I was avoiding seeing Maggie and, and, and that's because I was afraid of being away from my comfort zone and having panic and having anxiety in a public place and embarrassing myself in front of her and other people. And I was afraid of losing control over myself, really. So this particular day that I'm going to go through was the lowest point for me. I first woke up feeling completely drained, exhausted emotionally. I had a very draining night and I didn't sleep well. I woke up in the night with night terrors. I would wake up gasping for breath. I couldn't get enough air into my lungs. So when I woke up and I was terrified of this feeling, I was afraid of going back to sleep because I could die in my sleep. That's what it felt like. It felt like I was dying. I couldn't get enough air. So I was afraid of going back to sleep and not waking up. It was horrifying. It was horrifying. After this emotionally draining night, physically, emotionally, I got up and I took a bath. I took a bath, sounds relaxing, but I was catastrophizing over my sensations during the bath. I was just in a state of trauma. I had body aches, dizziness, shivering, and I was continually in a state of fear. I had no idea how I was going to get through another day of this. Day after day, it was just terror for me. And I thought to myself, I just can't take another day of this. I can't get through the day feeling this way. And I thought, you know, this has just been going on for way too long. And it was now this state of anxiety was just so habitual for me because I've been doing it for so long that it, it just stayed there every day. And so that became my permanent state, just being anxious, being sensitized to the world. So I didn't have a, a goal you know, at this time in my life, I didn't really have a goal, like a job I was pursuing, like a career. I, um, I felt like I had no reason to live. I had no purpose in my life. Everything was just so chaotic. I felt that deep within me. Life was just too chaotic in my eyes. I couldn't get a grip over myself and of reality. 
I couldn't get a grip over it. I felt like a puppet. I felt automated, a robot of this world with no consciousness. This is specifically depersonalization. I didn't know what depersonalization was at the time, but this state of being automated is depersonalization. The feeling of being distant and detached from one's own body. It's the body's natural defense mechanism to protect itself from mental or physical trauma. That is why people are able to walk away from traumatic situations. The brain switches off all cortex-based thinking. You become automated. The body is in defensive mode. Being in this mode made me feel helpless. I couldn't get a grip on all the negative thoughts looping around and around in my head. I couldn't get a grip on anything in my external world. Like I said before, I felt automated and it was scary to me. I just wanted to be in control. I didn't like the way I was feeling and I was stressing over the way I was feeling. So it just kept snowballing. It kept snowballing. So after the bath, I would then look in the mirror like always and look at myself and be like, oh man, look at me. I, I look weak and I look skinny and unhealthy. And I would just think all of these negative thoughts when I look at myself in the mirror. And so that was a low point too. I mean, I, I remember looking at myself in the mirror and thinking horrible thoughts. And I, looking back at it, just, I just can't believe it, like how bad it was and, um, and how far I've come from that moment. So staying with my family, I met them in the kitchen after I got done in the bathroom and my bath. They knew about, they know about the difficulty I was going through, but they didn't know specifically what it was I was going through. They just supported me through reassurance, right? They, they, they just kept saying, you know, everything's going to be okay. They kept asking me questions about how I was feeling and what I was going through, but I felt alone because I knew they didn't understand what I was going through. The reassurance helped helped me for a quick moment, but they didn't know how I really felt deep inside. I, I was just so in a very chaotic state. And I believe that my state and my illness was unique and not common. I didn't even know that I was suffering from anxiety and that anxiety was producing all of these sensations. I didn't know. I thought I was just living out a unique illness that was that all the doctors couldn't detect, right? My family, well, specifically my mom and my dad, you know, they continually asked me, you know, how I was feeling 
Do you feel, do you still feel the aches and the pains? And they encouraged me that everything will be fine. But internally, I didn't feel fine and I didn't believe them. So that's where I felt alone in this journey. And then I made toast after that. I, I was barely eating at the time. That's why when I viewed myself in the mirror as skinny, I, I, I wasn't eating properly. I would make a piece of toast and barely even get that down. And after that, I went for a walk alone. I went for a walk around the block. My family had to go to work and so forth. And I went outside and I walked around the neighborhood. So alone, hunched over, and ruminating over my circumstances, I walked in despair. I was feeling low. I didn't have any idea on what the day was going to bring. I would usually go with the flow. I didn't have any goals. I didn't have uh, something to strive for. I felt lost in my illness. So I came back from the walk, made tea, and then I began reading a book on anxiety that I had for a long period of time, a book on anxiety. And in the book, the author mentioned that her sister had cancer, and just reading that word cancer sent me into a spiral. I became so sensitized to any talk of disease because I believed to be sick and dying myself. I, I felt that way. So coming across that word, cancer just sent me into a spiral like oh my god I have that that's what I said to myself oh I have that and I couldn't read any more than a few pages of the book I had to put the book down being in such a traumatic state I could not pay attention to the words on the page I suffered from anxiety periodically since I was a child. But the last couple months leading to this day, they were horrific. Every day, I felt terrified of dying from a potential physical illness. And even after a doctor's visit, I would go to the hospital and get checked again because the doctor would tell me everything's fine, but then I didn't feel fine. I still felt the strong pain coming from the side of where my, where my kidney would be. So I thought I had uh, a kidney infection. So I went to the hospital to get checked out, and the doctor there said, you know, Brad, you don't have anything. I, I didn't see anything in your tests, and I didn't believe him. So he gave me medications for, for kidney infections. He gave me medication. And so I remember taking this medication and the side effects of the medication 
Um, I can't remember the side effects, but the side effects were not, they scared me. Since I was so sensitized, the side effects scared me, and I thought I was going crazy when I was taking the medication. So I was rolling around in bed crying because I felt like the medication was just hurting my body, making me crazy, sending me more into depression, right? So the medication made me even more anxious. So everything just became more and more chaotic. And so after attempting to read that book, you know, being sensitized sensitized to the word cancer, and then after I put the book down, I I went on YouTube because I had some idea in me that, you know what, Brad, you are suffering from anxiety. I was getting some of that from the book. So I went on YouTube to look more into anxiety. What was anxiety? And this is where my anxiety recovery began. When I started to look on YouTube, I found coaches on YouTube who went through anxiety themselves and overcome it, right? They overcame anxiety. They talked about the symptoms of anxiety. And on that day, I learned that I was going through health anxiety because I related to what they were saying. My world began to shift that day. I started to binge watch these videos. And I started to relate to what these coaches were saying. It was also difficult for me to take in this information, being it so, this information was so foreign to me, but also at the same time, I was going through depersonalization, right? So it was hard for me to, to really take in that information for my cortex to absorb this information. But I knew that the more I watched these videos and listened to these podcasts, the more the information sinks in. So I began to get myself knowledgeable that day, that very day. And I was immediately connected to this information. I, I felt like I stumbled upon gold. Like the answer to my problem was through these videos. Because I didn't know. Like these doctors told me, hey, uh, nothing's wrong with you. We, we found no such thing of a kidney infection within you. So I, that led me to be confused. I didn't know what was going on in my body. So stumbling upon this information, I felt like I stumbled upon gold. And I experienced a huge paradigm shift that day. I decided that the only way things are going to change is for me to take responsibility for the way I feel. From these videos, I didn't feel alone anymore. I didn't feel like I had a rare illness, that my illness was unique. I felt like I wasn't alone anymore. I discovered people who have gone 
through the same challenge that I was facing and who have gotten better. So this day was the first day I took my anxiety into my own hands. My family didn't know what was going on, but through desperation, I discovered the answers online. My anxiety journey from there on forward forward was a windy road, a battle like climbing Mount Everest. But I started to implement these techniques. I found the answers that day. That day, everything began to shift for me. I, be, I began to learn and open up my eyes to what was really going on internally. And then I asked myself, maybe these potential illnesses are in my head. Maybe. Maybe. I created my podcast and my YouTube channel because of how much these videos have helped me overcome anxiety. And now being a coach and a master practitioner myself, I can create these videos for those who are going through anxiety and are confused and bewildered and they don't know what is going on. And we're not taught any of this in school growing up. I wasn't taught this. Certainly not in the Western culture. We're not taught how to handle life challenges like anxiety, depression, and the death of a loved one and so forth. So I was oblivious, like so many people, to my condition. I didn't know how to handle it. A lot of people, most people in the world, do not know how to handle it. I am grateful that I went through anxiety so that I can now help other people. And I am grateful that thousands of people connect with my podcast and my YouTube videos. Since the beginning of my journey and through the whole recovery process and then becoming a cognitive behavioralist and practitioner myself, I get to share my knowledge with others and see the breakthroughs other people have through my videos and podcasts and my one-on-one coaching sessions. I see the breakthroughs. I see people overcome the most debilitating anxiety because I give them the tools and the knowledge. Too many are living with anxiety and have no idea how to handle it. We are then prescribed medication and we're treated like a number when we go to our doctors for help, right? We're treated like a number. You get put on a medication and then you mask the issue. But there is a way 
to overcome anxiety naturally. And that's the reason why I became a coach, a practitioner, a a host, a podcast host. And, and that's why I created the YouTube channel to get this information out there. People need to know that you don't have to be treated like a number. You can overcome these life challenges naturally. I did it naturally. I see my clients do it naturally. You can do it naturally. And I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity through my past anxiety experiences so that now I can help other people better themselves and become people that they never knew they, they could be this strong and powerful and, and tackle these life challenges. So you don't have to be a puppet of society. You don't have to let your anxiety define who you are. You can overcome it naturally. And I'm grateful that you're listening to this podcast and that you continue to follow this podcast. I am so grateful. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Remember, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next video and podcast. Bye. For more podcast episodes, for more video content, and one-on-one coaching with me via Skype, visit www.unpluganxiety.com for everything you need to know about ending anxiety naturally. I love you all. Have a great day. Bye-bye.